0: And welcome to the Finder Flow Radio Show Podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittes, and I am here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is Thunderstorms and Captain's Log, April 4th, 2022. I think I'm going to go with Captain's Log, April 4th, 2022. Holy geez. So I'm in Texas, east of Dallas, about 45 minutes, and I'm a Californian by birth and i've been living my family and i we picked up and moved out here to texas holy smokes my goodness there's lightning like i i mean it's like i'm on a movie set it's so surreal to me right now i had to pick up and start podcasting i've been sick as heck for the last i don't know if you can hear that thunder i've got noise canceling headphone oh my gosh it's insane um, so our microphones, you probably can't hear any of the thunder, but it's, it's in, like I've, it's so hard to contemplate for someone such as myself who has lived in California their entire lives. And now I'm out here in Cali- in Texas, it's been four months, five months now, we've had some pretty epic storms or what I consider an epic storm and people that are not from California. I hear that there's some, the lightning is insane. It's insane. It just keeps happening. It keeps happening. It's lighting up my backyard. The rain is coming in sideways. It's it's ridiculously consistent. Like there's so much lightning and there's so much rain. And it's so loud. And thank goodness there's not a ton of wind. There's some wind, but some of the wind that comes through here is freaking scary, friend. Like for people say they get scared. It's like, oh, earthquakes are way scarier than tornadoes or hurricanes. It's like, no, they're not. <laughs> They're not, at least not for me. And I would guess for most people who've been through them, compare an earthquake to this. I mean, thankfully this, I think we're good here. We're safe. But I mean, it's, dude, the lightning just keeps going. It keeps going. I can't even tell you again, again, it just keeps happening. And the rain, I had to jump on and start. There it goes again. And there's Thunder. It's like right over our freaking house. And people around here are like, yeah. And again, they have apps and they're all on the apps all the time because the weather changes. Like earlier today, it was my perfect, again, lightning, again, lightning. Um, It was my favorite kind of weather. Cloudy, cold, or cool, I should say. Oh, again, big one. Dude, this, this storm is like right over our house, I swear. And... It's so scary. Again. It's okay. Thunder. And so we have this creek again. Dang, it's like, it's insane. It's un- It's like so, again. It's unbelievable. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be annoying. I know this must sound incredibly annoying. But who else am I going to talk to? Friend? It's 1030 at night. Again, again. On a t- Monday. I don't even know what day it is. I've been out of, out of out of it, just out of it, friend. Again, gracious, for days. My boy, our oldest, got really sick. Once upon a time, friend, back in my day, friend, look snapper, sit down. Let me tell you again something about back in the day. There used to be this thing called the flu. Oh, my gosh, it just keeps going. I'm going to stop with it again. But I've never, maybe like, one time when I was driving across country to New Mexico, we encountered, oh, it's freaking crazy. It's crazy. And they're just like used to it out here. But I, it's, I live in, Southern. I was born and raised in Los Angeles until I was about 13. We moved down to San Diego and then I lived up in, it's crazy. I can't even tell you. Two years we lived, I lived in, like, one year in Oakland, one year in Berkeley, California, so Northern California. We Nowhere in California did we ever get storm. In my 40, yeah, like, 42, 41 and a half years did I ever experience any storms in California like I've experienced out here in the last five months in Texas. Just to kind of try to put this in perspective for you, Okay. So y'all out here in Texas and these other parts of the country where you get this, this is, this is insane. This is so, <laughs> so freaking crazy. I I mean, thank goodness our house is brick. It gives me some sense of safety, but like when we talk about things like in survival situations where i hope the audio is coming through i'm sitting right next to this door to the outside because i'm looking out the window just to make sure there's no tornadoes about goodness i almost cussed um oh my gosh to make sure i don't oh my goodness it's swept up into a tornado i'm on tornado watch all of a sudden there was a tornado warning a couple like few weeks ago a month ago you know that did touch down here in texas and caused havoc in one of the towns so that's incredibly unfortunate and scary and very real you know we had the kids um of our youngest wearing a bicycle helmet we had the closet all situated and reserved you know food and flashlights and emergency stuff all ready to go an earthquake it's not like this (laughs) there's First of all, there's no warning, so it's not all the suspense of of the whole thing. My first earthquake was in the, I think it was in the 80s, the big one, the big one, in quotation marks, in L.A. And we grew up in the, I grew up in the valley, and I think it was like fifth or sixth grade. And I remember I was watching cartoons, it was in the morning, and before school. And, oh, wow, this guy just lit up. Um, and I was watching cartoons, and there was like a bubble in my head, like a cartoon bubble of my mom or someone stomping their foot, and it's shaking everything. And I was only half aware of it because I was so, you know, tuned into the cartoons. And we had this little pool table in our living room. It wasn't a real pool table. It was like, oh my goodness, the lightning is insane. The um, uh, trying not to stress out sorry friend talking through this drinking my gray goose which i'm not trying to promote but i just happen to be having one of these kind of nights with myself i'm feeling a little bit better I'm watching this show called bomb girls and it's very emotional for me i don't know why for a lot of reasons there's a lot of levels to it and uh So it's in LA and it was the morning, and there was like, I remember this like cartoon foot stomping loud, like largely. And I knew I had enough awareness to get under the pool table. And it was this again, it was like this toy pool table. Oh my gosh. It's so intense. It's so intense, the lightning. And I went under this pool table, which would not have supported like, you know, 20 or 50 pounds of weight, had anything actually dropped on it, I'd have been squished like a bug. But, you know, at least I had the common sense to get under something. I was kind of, you're supposed to get under a cable or more or better, even like a doorway. And then it was so, and then the TV turned off, you know, cause the power went out and it was just really loud and it went on. It was a big, long rolling earthquake and it was loud. And I didn't exactly know what was going on until it was over. And then my mom, I remember my mom like, Hey, you know, it's Earthquake. And we went and got underneath the doorway. And then um, it's kind of all I remember until later when, you know, the aftermath, when like the reality of the, the, our house was fine. Thank goodness. But, you know, there was lots of houses and, and buildings that were not fine in Los Angeles during the big one. And, the, my Oma's house, my mom's mom, her house, um, it had a brick wall that was damaged. I, I don't remember if it fell over or partially fell over. I don't remember all the details to be honest. Um, I remember cracks in my grandparents' house and that was kind of scary. And, um, you know, I feel like if I remember at right, the mall was damaged and, um, you know, so, and like, and now it's a kind of, kind of blurry to be honest but I remember it being a big deal and but as scary as all that was maybe it's because I was a kid and I didn't know any better like this is way scarier <laughs> the wind out here is so freaking crazy and strong and we have a brick house like I was mentioning and it shakes and I one time like I the oh and the wind was so strong one night and it was so scary for me. I didn't sleep pretty much at all the whole night. And then the next day, I tried to take a nap because I was so exhausted. Dude, the lightning's just freaking crazy. It's crazy. What is it doing up there? And then somehow the thunder, you no, know, the wind was so strong the next day as I was trying to take a nap that it was shaking my bed. And my bed wasn't leaning, it wasn't touching the wall. It was only touching the floor, and we're on a concrete slab in a brick house. Just so like the wind had to be hitting our house so intensely that it was shaking my bed from the floor up, and I was so sh- sure or scared that we were being hit by a tornado. I ran out of the front of the house to look to make sure to see what's going on. Big thunder and big lightning right there too to see, you know, where the tornado was, and I see one of the neighbors, like, two or three doors down, and I look at him, and he just, like, looks at me, and then, like, looks down at his phone, and <laughs> just, like, it's another day in Texas, and i was just, like, oh, goodness, this is some next level, next level stuff, the weather here is, dude, it's just lit up, it's crazy, the one neat thing here is that, you know, people talk about the four seasons and that's another thing coming from Southern California. It's like, you know, most of us, I don't think really have any comprehension of what that means. I'm realizing for myself that I have no comprehension of what that really means. Like, Oh, you get snow. That's cool. Oh, you get (laughs) whatever other seasons there are. Like that's cool too. Good for you guys. Now that we're out here, it's like, dang, things like that means everything like really changes we moved out here in October late October and it was cold and then it got really cold like like freezing literally 30 below 32 degrees Fahrenheit cold which is literally freezing cold and we used to say freezing cold all the time but we didn't (laughs) but it wasn't actually freezing cold it was like 60 degrees Fahrenheit And so we had no real comprehension of what freezing cold was really like, other than when we went on vacation on purpose to a place where they had actually freezing cold temperatures. Most of the time, we wouldn't actually be in those temperatures. We would be inside where it was warm. And so out here, it's like trying to live life. The the whole town where I am, the whole town shuts down. They literally... Just like everybody's just like, nope, don't bother coming in. Your appointment's canceled. Oh, you had a doctor's appointment? Nope, we're closed. Oh, you wanted to go to do this thing? Nope, it's closed. Don't think about driving because we're shutting down everything. It's really a thing. And, you know, I heard about everything Texas went through last summer or last winter, sorry. Um, I was a consultant working with business owners across the U.S. and I worked with many business owners in the Texas area virtually and I heard about their stories and I heard about the craziness and some of the, some of the stories were super intense. You know, I had some students, excuse me, that were living in, like they were on a hill and they couldn't come down from the hill because the ice and snow were so bad. They would just slide off the hill, and so they had to, you know, they had to, and no uh, power because the grid was going out. Because it was all, dude, the lightning, and so, you know, and then, like, so they had no access to food for three days or some crazy stuff. So, it's when we moved out here. One of the first things I did was buy a gas generator, and other provisions and it's like what good is that really going to do me i have no idea you know i bought i've got five gallons of gasoline (laughs) i've got a gas generator i got a sump pump that can do like i don't even know how many gallons you know how many horsepower or anything i actually had that from san diego when we used to get flooded at our last house sometimes um or almost flooded and I, i bought the pump, uh, you know, case of that situation, but it was nothing like this, friend, it was nothing like this, so we have a creek in the back, I started to say, and it's this little, really cute little creek, and that was a huge, huge deal for me moving out here, you know, in California, we didn't have tons of space, and that's a big thing for me, is like physical space, I'm a homebody, I like to be home, I like my privacy i like my personal space i like quietness i like nature and i would have had to drive really far to get to nature in solitude you know there's lots of beautiful places in san diego but like where there's not crowds and where there's not like randoms all over and sketchiness you know it's kind of getting harder and harder to come by and I didn't want, you know, I tried to, my 40th birthday, I tried really hard to get out of the city, out of the suburbs, sorry. And, you know, get my kid, our um, oldest son, out into nature. Like, I felt really like I'd been lagging in getting him camping. You know, the camping was a big part of my childhood growing up and something I used to do with my friends back when I had friends. And we used to do things outside and go camping and do crazy stuff in, in, out in the desert or in the in home (laughs) or, or wherever and um yeah and like you know then they moved on to different states and whatnot and then it's like i'm i wasn't the one that was like super coordinated with that piece of the puzzle of like coordinating like hey we're gonna go hiking here we're gonna go camping there and hey we've got a you know homeboy shout him out jared my boy jared i don't know if he still listens to the show but you know coordinated with the truck and um you know doesn't mind driving and then like my boy dave like always knew cool spots to go check out and mark and you know like just the boys right and um and some of the others and it's like and and the girls too we had you know like i miss my girlfriends and like the homies right from back in the back in the day and all and just the crew, right? So anyway, the creek gets crazy. It's this little creek that's all like peaceful and it's great to have the nature in the back. And last time it rained when the tornado was, tornadoes were like, you know, potentially heading our way. The Freaking back creek got, turned into a legit river. It turned into a legit river, whereas like generally, it's just kind of chilling there, and it's very. It's actually, I think, our neighbor said, "is It's a stagnant creek most of the time," but we've since we've been here, it's rained often enough where it it seems to generally be kind of flowing in one direction or the other, which on its own is kind of weird. Like, well, which direction is down? Which direction, you know, does it really go? But then when the water's coming in, it's like it seems to go one way, but when the water's coming out, it seems to go the other way. But anyway, last time it was pouring like this, there was like serious, legit-sized logs like hauling down the freaking river. And it's somewhat far enough from our house where it's like, okay, it's cool. Like there's a cool river in our backyard. But then it's also kind of like, dude, like, Two more days of this, and it's like that ish will be up in our freaking, like, like up in our barn in the back backyard here, and this lightning lights the whole thing up, and I'm scared to even go outside, to be honest, because the wind was coming in, and the rain was hitting me under our back patio, which in itself is quite intimidating, I must admit. Oh, the flowers of the trees... Here are beautiful it's spring here, as I record this, and spring i don't know that I've ever really noticed spring before because it's like always spring where I'm from, and here it's not we had a winter and it was literally freezing, and the trees were literally frozen they had they had been rained on and frozen in at the same time, and so you could hear the wind blowing through the trees and see that they were icicles on the branches were icicles and you could hear it icicling as the wind blew through them and I try to take a picture and there's a podcast episode you may be able to find I did where I made the artwork one of those photos I tried to take of the sunshine glistening through these beautiful jewel frozen trees And it was like little hundreds or thousands of rainbows in these trees, like little jewels. This photo, I could not get the angle, or my phone wasn't good enough pictures to get it. But it was amazing and beautiful. And then we had a winter, like a real winter, and we weren't just like vacationing in it. It was like we lived through a whole winter here. And then, and then, and all the grass died. And one of the things here that's different than where I'm from is like, wow, we had a gardener, (laughs) like we've had a gardener for years and we're not like super rich, but we've done okay. Right. And like, but yet we had a gardener because that was just kind of, dang, it's bright. Like the lightning like brightens and my eyes have to readjust after the brightness of it. And it's like all the time. And we had gardeners. Like the last, I don't know how many houses we've lived at in San Diego, but out here, like the moment we moved out here, one of the things that struck me right away was like everybody does their own lawns and maybe it's like a socio-economic blue collar kind of thing, like people just take pride and do their own lawns. Or like one guy told me, like, it just doesn't make sense to pay somebody to do it because it's so expensive. But then the other thing is in the winter, all the grass just freaking dies. Like, it all turns brown. There's a winter and the grass dies and stops growing. So you don't need a gardener anymore, which is also crazy. It's a seasonal business. (laughs) Because there's seasons. That doesn't, like, do you understand, friend? like it does. that's not a thing in california and i hope there's no echo with this i'm sorry i'm like my face is right up against this freaking window because i got to see this firsthand i'm terrified but i got to see what's happening at the same time oh goodness gracious it's so intense need more vodka do i need more vodka or do i want more vodka i want more vodka bear with me friend I gotta move away from this space where I feel like I can talk loudly without waking anybody. Oh my gosh! As I stand up, it's like the lightning. I can just see. Oh boy, I don't know how we all do it. How do we all in these parts here do it? I gotta turn off the TV. I don't think I'm gonna watch any more Bond girls tonight. I love that era. I feel very drawn to it. My grandpa, who passed, rest his soul um, I was very close to, and he was in the Navy, and he did a lot of crazy things, he did a lot of cool things, I don't know about all of it, um, some of it I'd like to learn more about, some of it, some things I do know, I know, and I love, so this is a tangent, but isn't this whole show a tangent, really, if we pay too much attention, we might realize that, but I don't, so, he hated the Japanese. I'm just gonna say it he did. He's of that era where he hated the Japanese. He happened to be in the Navy. He happened to be an American, and Pearl Harbor was very real for him and I happen to love Japanese culture and I don't remember the first time I like said that or acknowledged it or did something that somehow related to Japanese culture but you know that was a big no-no, and I've always felt drawn to it. I don't know why. I could tell you why I think I'm, M, but I'm not gonna go there right now. But maybe after this next sip of vodka, salute, friend. <sighs> um, many many aspects of it I find. I find it very, yeah, a lot of aspects of it, I feel, I'll be honest, let's just go there, let's just do it, man, let's just do it. freaking say it, wanna be that crazy, wanna tell them all your, your super craziness, why not, life is short, is it, isn't it, I don't know, is it, <laughs> how many times have you been to this circus, <laughs> how many lives have you lived, let's go outside, let's fucking do it, holy crap, oh, it's scary out here it's loud i don't know if you can hear that this is a really good microphone i really like it i've been using it for years it's a planton plantronics i do love their microphones i gotta say there's a professional who uses dude it's super lit out here i think the river i think there's a river it may be crazy high i may have to take pictures tomorrow and use it for this episode I think it's almost scary high, but I'm going to be calm because there's... Oh, yeah, the lightning lights it up pretty good. It's pretty high. I don't have sandbags. I don't have a boat. But I do have a two-story house. I don't know if you can hear that thunder. My Bob wants to come out and be with me. Let's go, Bob. Come on, Bobby. Come on. You want to come out? Give me company. Bob the dog's chilling. Let's do this, boy. Podcast out in a freaking tornado. Oh, I can't even sit because it's all wet. The rain is coming in sideways. Well, this is kind of a horrible idea. Kind of, yeah, I don't know. I had some liquid courage, but now I'm kind of terrified. This is crazy. How do people live like this? It's kind of awesome. It's awesome in the sense like nature is badass and we have, oh goodness. But it's kind of terrifying in the sense that like I'm an ant in the greater, greater scheme of nature. And I could be washed away at any moment as far as I know. My dad, I had a great conversation with my dad today. I don't know if you can even hear me. I really hope so. Goodness, the motion light went on. I can see the rain pouring down. Wow. All right, Bob, let's go inside, boy. I've seen quite enough out here. What do you say? Okay. Well, that was me podcasting live on the scene. It's nuts. Okay. Let's let's take it back a step. Where where were we? All right. Had a conversation with my dad. It was great. He was telling me about this story. I've never heard of his actually. Um, he said he was a boy and, uh, well, I'm going to open the blind so I can sit and watch this insanity. And comfort. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's kind of scary, even with the door closed. <sighs> so he's telling me about when he was a boy, you know, before they started making it, you know, my grandpa and grandma worked really hard, right? They weren't always well off, they worked their freaking butts off. My grandpa was a Jewish son of a Jewish butcher butcher. It worked seventy was wasn't like seventy two hour weeks, you know, from like thirteen hour days, thirteen times seven, seventy one hours. And uh I can't do math. It was long. I remember reading I was I was looking in the uh I did ancestry, you know, and then I was looking at the um where they keep track of things, like how many, what do they call it? They go door to door and take surveys about people and things. Census, census, right? And, like, everybody on their street, because they did it by street, like, okay, here's this street, and, you know, the Joneses did, and here's, you know, the head of the household is a plumber, and he, you know, works... Somebody, what was it? 13 times 7. You can do math, guy. 1, carry the 7, 2, 91 hours. Is that right? No, it was like, let's see, 12 times 7, 14, 80. Maybe it was like 8, maybe it was like 11, 11 times 7, 77. 7. And maybe like 11 hours, I don't remember, it was like a lot, a lot more than most of us are, you know, generally, huh? no, I, shouldn't even, I can't even say that anymore, unfortunately, like, it was it was a lot of hours, and it was, like, straight across the board, like, everybody just worked these freaking massive hours back in the day, you know, back in those times, and, uh, oh, so they finally got to the point where my dad was, like, able to go to, um, camp summer camp right and he grew up in the valley san fernando valley los angeles and they he was telling me like they went on this camping trip and the camp heads you know the the team leads or whatever were like older kids that were in their late teens early 20s you know and he was i don't remember how old he said he was but he said they were up in the mountains and they were, you know, hiking and whatnot. And then all of a sudden it started raining and like all the, the camp leaders were like, we got to go, we got to go now. And they all started running down this hill, down, down this mountain to get back to, you know, base camp. And they crossed this 40 foot ravine or river dry riverbed. And they made it to their site. and he said within like four minutes, five minutes tops, um, this flash flood just came roaring down this mountain, and they would have gotten, you know, swept away or stuck on the other side. And you just realize, like, how close they cut it, how they barely made it, how quick and dangerous flash floods can be. Because I was telling him about, you know, our our situation back here, and he's like, "Yeah, I can, I can believe it, you know." And he told me about that story, so that was pretty cool. Oh, it's a tough being away from from my dad honestly you know having him in San Diego fortunately he's got a good woman and um, I love her and appreciate her and uh, and then you know my aunt and uncle and uh, my other my uncle and aunt and then uh, my brother and his his fiance wife now wife boom and then Cousins, but unfortunately, that's. Well, I got some cousins. Yeah, just different stuff. Friend, it's tough. Life is crazy. Sucks that so much has come up in the last couple of years that's like. It's lame. You can call it political, you can call it whatever, but it's freaking lame. Like when we be out and freaking and i love it you know I'm, i feel very fortunate oh the trees are beautiful in spring like all the sun out here all these trees that have been dead for months they bloom with these beautiful little white flowers so they're like these giant q-tips all around and like the grass all of a sudden became green again like overnight this happened you know everything was dead all the grass was dead all the trees were dead and then all of a sudden there's all these, and there's these purple trees, these trees, with purple flowers, so it's, it's like spring, and all the bugs are out, and our little one, he loves the bugs, so he's out back, like, living his best life, we have a yard that's big enough for him to run around and catch bugs, and, you know, that's why we're here, that's why we moved out here for, for the kids, and, and for ourselves, you know, just, like, we couldn't, with situations going on in California, there were certain situations and I I don't want to get political for it. I really don't, but also like, I can't not, you know, like I've got a platform. I, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, or if you're new, thank you for being here. You can, I would encourage you to go back and listen. I've been doing this show for, I think like eight years or, or maybe six. I don't know. I can't keep track, honestly. Um, but part of the whole thing has been me trying to be as honest as I can to lay a framework for what I've always believed is kind of coming at some point. And that way you could have, depending on where you are in your journey, that way you could have insights into at least, at least one more honest perspective. I'll put it like that, right? Like whether you agree with me or disagree with me, hopefully you can get the sense that I'm trying to be as honest as I can. Am I always a hundred percent accurate? with things no of course not I'm human am I always even 100% accurate with my own feelings or thoughts or emotions <laughs> no I'm human I, I do the best I can I mess up I backtrack I contradict you know that's that's part of the experience um, but I do my darn best to rectify what I'm wrong and, and I feel like I'm just ripping off Joe Rogan but I'm not this is like my, my show too this is what I try to do <laughs> But I respect the heck out of him. I love him. I think he's a freaking national treasure. And I love that guy. Yeah. He's a real one. (sighs) Just like I've got these three back windows open, the blinds open, which we don't usually have open at night. I'm watching the storm from our kitchen, which faces, I think, south the back windows or the back side of our house faces south and the the lightning is just so crazy I remember oh and I just saw a huge bolt like the actual bolt oh and I heard the lightning actually crackle as it's like a slight delay maybe a second delay so it's pretty close it's pretty close oh boy. I should be going to bed soon because I need the rest. I'm recovering from things I believe to be the flu. I haven't taken any tests. to tell me otherwise, and I have no intention of doing so. I don't want to be political, so I'll leave it at that. There we go. There we go. Alright. Well it's eleven o'clock, eleven to four here. Central time. How long have we been going here? I have no idea. Thirty six minutes, okay. Well I've got a shot of vodka that it's not gonna drink itself. So I I I want to be a good influence. All right. I'm gonna mark this episode as explicit because I walk this line in life, friends. I walk the line. Johnny Cash reference. Um. My career has been an interesting one from the perspective of trying to figure stuff out, trying to be a good influence, trying to also live the life that I have felt drawn to, trying to experiment, trying to get to that next level, whatever that is, in different areas of life. And also try to be real. Right. Like I said, you know, if you want to know who I am and what I'm about, please go back and listen to these podcasts, because these are honestly probably some of the realest things I've ever said or done or produced. You know, the book series is more edited. It's more intentional. The blog is definitely more intentional and edited. The blog, the podcast is like freaking the real deal. You know, other than I try not to cuss. A lot of it, I think, uh, well, and then there's a lot of the episodes that are more business oriented, which is also a part of me. It's real too. It's just more the business minded piece of me. But then I get into these episodes, like Captain's vlogs and, and updates and some of the other stuff. And it's like, you know, if, <laughs> if you're not into this kind of stuff, it could be like, dude, this guy's out there. Yeah, friend, I'm freaking out there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been out there. For a long freaking time. My whole life to be honest. And i only. It's just that I'm good at pretending. That I'm like I know how to walk the line. To participate in society. And when I was younger. It was really hard for me. <laughs> and it was really. I didn't always want to. I often rebelled against it. Like I often felt like. Forget this. Like I don't even want to be a part of the society. I'm not even going to pretend you know. And then there's parts. Of my growing up and learning, where it was like, okay, well, there are certain advantages to participating in society. I spit my tongue while I said that. Interesting. Um, <laughs> um I, so I don't want to promote drinking. You know, that's not a, a quote-unquote awesome thing or healthy thing right i promote i've got a health and wellness blog and and show and brand but at the same time i don't want to lie either because like i do drink did i drink this much before no i freaking other than when i was a ooh, that was a nasty one um other than when i was a teenager or young young you know adult i used to drink a. goodness gracious this thing is like right over our freaking house the thunder is like i felt that one i don't think i'm gonna sleep anytime soon friend to be honest i may do an episode or two i haven't recorded episodes in a while i've been producing i've been publishing episodes from like three years ago three or four years ago and then i even took a break from that because i just needed a freaking break from doing things i needed a mental checkout. So, where to start? Huh. Once upon a time ago, I met this girl, and I thought she was pretty cool. And when it got a little more serious, and I was like, okay, this is more than just like, whatever's. So I. There was a period of time where I was, like, actively just trying to, like... I was very, um... Dang, the lightning's insane. Oh, can't tell you how crazy this is. I would, like, actively... Try to... I guess, turn girls off or put, put them off or turn them away would maybe be a way to say it, I guess. Like, I had this, I wasn't, I wasn't, mm, so like in high school, I was not, I was very anxious. I had a lot of anxious, <laughs> anxious things. I couldn't even walk straight sometimes in public because I had so much anxiety. Okay. And then to throw girls into the mix was like, dude, I could not even. Like, I had a few friends that were girls and I cherished them because it was like, thank freaking. Like, when I was younger, I had lots of girlfriends that I just loved, you know, and. Then it got more complicated as I got older because there was all these other layers of like social constructs that made it very complicated. And my upbringing, you know, like religion and... Not all religion, I'm not blanketing that, but the specific religious context that I was raised in was very interesting and had certain programs that influenced me or that I interpreted in certain ways that complicated many societal constructs for me personally. And and so there was like this period, I think it was after high school, maybe like late high school right after high school where maybe it was still high school I think where my friends and I kind of started dating these girls from other schools and I had certain ideas about like I just had a lot of ideas about this kind of like you know the way a man should behave and that women didn't like men who push their male agenda, I guess I could say onto them. Right. And, um, didn't want to be treated. And maybe I've talked about this before. Maybe this is crazy if you've listened to all the episodes, but I guess this is worth rehashing. Um, and because the episodes are all crazy out of time, out of linear timeline, then it's like, yeah, whatever. So I, to put it bluntly, I got dumped a lot when I first started dating, which wasn't until I was probably around 17 or 18. I was, I graduated high school when I was 17. And I think I started dating when I was like maybe 16. And I was really confused. (laughs) Like a whole lot of confusion because I had so many mixed messages from what I was indoctrinated in growing up, and it was really hard for me to get a clear idea of reality versus the indoctrination that I had been programmed with. And one of the things that came out of that was when I was young like when I think back to like okay when I was in like I guess maybe first or second grade you know I, again I was living in the valley I think in Los Angeles Van Nuys Sherman Oaks no it was Van Nuys back then and um you know I had friends that were guys of course for, for boys and then I had friends that were girls and it was like you know, it, like, it didn't matter as much back then, right, and then I think of, like, you know, I, I remember playing house <laughs> with the girls a lot, and I'd always been straight, um, and I still am, for the record, and I don't judge anyone who's not, for the record, um, but I remember, it's like, yeah, all the guys want to play, like, fireman and we're going to go do these crazy things and like I would play with them too and be a pirate and like I would actually be the dog a lot of times and it's funny because I look at our oldest and he's like the dog lover and he's always wanting to be the dog with things and it's like kind of a weird thing but we're we're animal lovers which is cool, been vegetarian for many many years but like you know I like to play with the girls and and I think a lot of people thought I was gay (laughs) but it wasn't that at all. It was just like, like I appreciate the feminine energy, you know, like it's sacred as far as I'm concerned and I will protect it with my male fierceness and alpha freaking energy and like killer instincts, you know, to do that. And, and I think that's sometimes kind of a hard thing for society, like especially society now, as I record this in 2022, it's like, the The war that is happening right now, and people can call me crazy or conspiracy or whatever, but dude, if you're still listening, like you gotta know you gotta suspect something's up, right, I'm like there's a storm brewing outside my freaking house at this moment, and whew, this lightning's lit, bro, it is. It's stuff happening out there and depending on what level you're at right now in your journey and I can tell you from my journey like I've been around the block bro this isn't my first freaking circus this isn't my first time here I can tell you that not by a long shot and if I'm trying to make the most of it before I go out and honestly when I was younger I thought and I hoped I would go out a lot and And I'm glad I didn't. Salute. <clears throat> right when I was young and fucking pre- freaking on fire, and just angry at the world, right? And like I was trying to figure out girls, and you know trying to. F- figure out anyway so I met this one girl eventually like after so I got dumped a lot before that before I met the one girl I got dumped like I was dating these different girls and it was like I was a gentleman I was trying to be respectful and not make any kind of moves not that I had any skills to make any moves but I was trying to just like respect space and not try to treat girls like sex objects and I got dumped <laughs> multiple times and you know back then it was about like i didn't talk to the girl directly about that it was like her friend would tell her friend who would tell my friend who would tell me so it's like this roundabout like and there's all these social conventions for these kind of things which i were way over my head right like i had no freaking comprehension about this this stuff no it's not my my strength and um I want to do jujitsu tomorrow, but I've been sick, and I want to make sure I'm 100% healthy, and I'm here drinking vodka, and I'm up late. Am I really going to do jujitsu tomorrow? Should I just keep drinking? These are the decisions that we have to make in life sometimes, friends, right? No, and if you're under 21, by goodness sake, please, I'm not promoting anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it real, right? This is not, and that's where it got challenging at one point in time, right? It's like, I used to teach kids and that was a passion, that was a dream come true to be able to teach kids music because I felt so called to do so because my teenage years leaving the years leading up to teenage years and the teenage years for me were very challenging on a lot of levels and um and then my senior year in high school a lot changed and Uh, a big part of it was music and the music program at the high school I went to and the music instructors that came in that year and really turned us around and showed me a positive way to deal with wild stuff. And it really sparked a fire for me to want to do that for other kids, other teenagers, you know, that maybe have their own stuff to work out in life. And And I went on to get my degree, my bachelor's in music. I didn't get a teaching credential, although I wanted to. It wasn't really economically feasible. And I'm also kind of the guy that is like, if there's a way to do it, that's not conventional. (laughs) I'm going to try to figure out that way and hack it and make it. And I did that. I managed to get enough private students one-on-one and, actually build my own music programs and actually first i was employed by different music programs that hired me to do their music programs and eventually i developed my own music program and uh, i'm proud to say also developed curriculum that was um, uh, certified or acknowledged whatever the proper term is by the state of california to be legal curriculum music curriculum in the state of California, California, that I was able to teach as a music teacher for the music program that I developed personally. Me, your boy, Winston, in the state of California. Not too shabby, huh? Not too shabby. Okay, I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna do it. It's too late in the night, I'm too emotional and podcasting. You know what I mean, friend? Live life. I don't know how long I've been podcasting now, and maybe, maybe an hour, hope not that long, so I don't want to go on forever, but I also want to say whatever it is I'm trying to say. So I started drinking more since I moved out to Texas, again, not something I'm trying to promote, but uh, to keep it real with you. I used to, I used to smoke a lot of weed, friend, your boy. Back in the day, started when I was probably 17. Well, actually, I first did it when I was by 13, 14, uh, 13. And then I didn't do it much, but then it's like 17. It's like, dude, this is, this is where it's at. And again, I'm not promoting it. It's definitely not the plan here. Just keep it real, just trying to keep it real. And 17, I was, you know, I was a really depressed. I don't know if I straight up said this, but I was very depressed for many years um, as a young adult or even before I became a young adult as a young teenager. I was very depressed for many years and I dealt with it in different ways. And when I discovered weed, it was a miracle. (laughs) It was a freaking miracle for me. It was like, this is great. I love this. I'm going to do this all the time. And And I did. <laughs> and then, and then what? And then I did. I did it and I met, and I discovered in the process that there were actually people I knew who were very successful that did it all the time. And this was a pivotal moment. Where how, let's figure out how long, I may have to break this up into another episode. I may just go Joe Rogan style and freaking just carry on. It's almost an hour. I don't usually podcast this long, but just freaking go for it. What do you say, friend, I'm drinking, it's 1.30 almost at night here. <sighs> I don't know, if I'm not hungover, over do Jujitsu tomorrow. I think I'm over this flu. marijuana, (laughs) there's lightning and thunder literally outside, this is awesome, salute, I did not ever used to drink this much except for when I was a teenager, when I was a teenager, (laughs) we had this friend, I still have a friend, he's still my boy, Um, we don't we don't keep in contact like we used to as much, but, you know, that's just kind of the way it goes when you become an adult sometimes. You go your separate ways. You do your separate things. Um, Dang. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how's this tying to it, right? Like, I look for the connections. I let it free flow, and, and I try to just spill it out for you and try to like keep it fairly ungated. I try to keep it PG so I can keep it PG, but... This episode, like I said, I'm gonna just put as um, R-rated or whatever, so as I can be honest and just a little more open than I generally am for the G audiences, because again, this is part of my journey and part of like the duality of it all for me personally. As I've gone through this, is like I met this girl once upon a time ago, after I had been dumped multiple times from these different girls, and I found out it was because I was not making moves on them. I was not making advances, right? Like I wasn't trying to kiss them. I wasn't trying to do anything with them because like I respected them and I didn't want to be that guy or what I thought that guy was. But what I came to learn after, again, getting dumped multiple times was that they wanted that. They wanted it as badly as like generally speaking, most guys did. And that did not mesh with my sense of what women wanted you see, because the programming that I had received, excuse me, excuse me, goodness, was that that was a jerky thing. It was like the male energy was dirty. They you know women didn't want that, and that was something us men put on to women that was that they didn't want, and that was not what I wanted to do. Like I respected, I love women, I love the female energy and feminineness and I didn't want to be disrespectful to it right like I had way too much respect to do that to any woman or girl that I knew and so I would not put any advances on girls and they would get tired of me and be like this guy's boring next right and after that happened several times then like this one girl who I had actually no interest in at all because she was not, like, my type at all, I was just, like, she, she, her and I, as far as I knew, we were still going out. What I didn't know was she was getting ready to dump me because I was boring and I wasn't making moves. <laughs> but <laughs> but so what happened was, like, we were on the phone and I was, like, getting ready. I was trying to make her break up with me, okay? That's what I was trying to do. And... I started just like being really jerky <laughs> what I thought was like really jerky to her. And then, you know, I hung up with her and I was like, all right, she's going to hate me. I was a total jerk. She's going to break up with me. I'm a genius. <laughs> and then, my best friend at the time, you know, he was the one that was like his girlfriend was like best friends with this girl. Right. <clears throat> and he gets on the phone he's like, dude, I don't know what you did, but she's like, she wants you so bad. You like, you killed it, right? Like, that was great. Keep doing that. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, that's what she liked? It's like, screw this girl. And I broke up with her right after that. Because it's like, this is ridiculous. This is freaking ridiculous. This is not <laughs> the plan at all. And if, if she likes that... Like then, I don't want to be with her, and I I don't care if I break her heart at this point or whatever. Like break up with her, this is stupid. <sighs> it was so confusing. Like I had no clue what was going on, you know, at all, at all. I have no shame in admitting that I was freaking clueless. And so I don't remember what happened after that. Oh, I uh, don't. time. Okay, this isn't necessarily like the next girl that I dated or whatever but this is one along the way and so um so at a certain point I was just like you know what screw girls like they're freaking dumb like I have no patience for this kind of insanity I'm not trying to play these social games I don't understand them this isn't my this isn't my thing like understanding humans (laughs) like I'm like I don't know what planet I'm from but I'm not a freaking like forget humans. They're freaking dumb as rocks. Like, I have no patience. I'd rather die alone in a box than deal with this insanity. And I was like dead set on that friend for real. Like forget this. Our whole our whole race is screwed. Like we're freaking stupid as as rocks. And so <clears throat> so one time I was out at the desert with my friends. And I met this girl, and her name was Alice. And so, like, instantly, I was just like, oh, my gosh, her name was Alice. This is amazing. This don't know if you knew. I'm a huge Alice in Wonderland fan. So, like, that gave her huge credibility. Whether it was deserved or not, I don't know. But, like, I was just instantly like, okay, this girl's cool. And she was decently cute, as far as I could tell, and have a good personality, as far as I could tell. So, it's like, okay, well, let's get together in real life outside of the desert and, you know, go on a date. And at that point, I was already so jaded with, like, everything that I could have encountered that I was just like, I'm, like, I'm going to be me, and I'm going to be freaking, like, F reality, F society, and F what they want to call normal and reality, because I'm, I'm living on this next level stuff. And so I'm guessing this must have been, like, 99, probably 1999, maybe 2000, probably 99, if I had to guess, and I do, because I'm telling the story here, so let's say 1999, and, and so I went on this date with this girl, I was living in this place called El Cajon, East County, San Diego, all my, all my homies, I know what's up, and um, <laughs> I'm bust, friends. I don't drink, I do drink, but I haven't drank in, in days. I don't drink as much. I drink a lot out here. That was the point of the story when we started it. So anyway, back then, so so this girl Alice, I was like, dang, this girl's name is Alice. She's cute. And, um, but here's the thing. Boy doesn't play games. And that's, like, that's a double-edged sword. No, because there's a lot of games that are played in our society. There's a lot, whether you realize it or not. Talking to an outsider like me, like I can, I'm much better at playing the games now than I was back, you know, 20 years ago. Like back then, I had no freaking clue, or maybe I had a clue, but my character couldn't let me play the game, and that was to my own detriment. Okay, there was a lot of pain and suffering that your boy went through because he could not play the game. Okay, I'm going to say that, like, I endured some stuff because I was too hard-headed to play the game. It's not that I always didn't, there was plenty of times I did not recognize the game, for sure, for sure. It took me many years to even recognize certain games, but then there were certain many years that went by where I could not bring myself to play the game because of the idiocracy that I perceived that game to to involve, Okay. And there are plenty of times where that has screwed me, and there are plenty of times where that has worked to my advantage. And I hope that part of what I can do in this podcast is illustrate the pros and cons of this so that you can make your own informed decisions as to what your virtual friend Winston you know, can share with you so that you can make your own decisions in your own life as to which games you may or may not want to play. Salute. (sighs) What time is it? Okay, 1134. So at 12 o'clock, I'm going to pull a hard stop here. I'm going to go to bed. So we got like... 26 minutes left. Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. All right. My career being a positive influence. Sum this up. Let's bring this home. Got 26 minutes to do this. So, so this girl, Alice. Oh, I was in junior college. Okay. I was in junior college. Let's go into two junior colleges. Maybe, maybe one or two. Um, this one called Cuyamaca in East County, San Diego, and so one called Grossmont. Cuyamaca was really cool they had a really good jazz music class and it seemed like i was the only one that gave a poop around jazz music and the history and the so the teacher would always call on me and point me out and like i was took that stuff serious bro I took that so serious because i freaking loved it i felt like a deep connection to it and i've been playing saxophone for you know shoot by that time Must have been 17, 18. I started playing sax in fifth grade. I have no idea how old I was in fifth grade. So you do the math. Fifth grade to junior college grade. That's how many years I've been playing alto saxophone. And so, like, I knew some stuff. I wasn't great, but, like, you know, my heart was there. And then, then, like, college girls. And then, so this girl was, like, so then I was like, I was trying to, I wasn't having it, <laughs> I wasn't having the games, I wasn't playing the games, friend, you know, that was one of the things, it's like, I don't care, I don't care about any of this, I will die in a freaking box alone, before I be a freaking human doing stupid human stuff, like, screw our species, we do stupid stuff the agony of being self-aware was sometimes too much for me. E- even though I'd had like a, a revolution of myself, of like pulling myself out of these deep depressions in my earlier teens, I still had bouts of like of just the whole human experience, right? And, and trying to understand girls. And I made beliefs and bounds, don't get me wrong, but it's still like, okay... At this next level, excuse me, I think by then, let's see, this had to be after her. Yeah, so I think I had, timelines are a little blurry, bear with me. Um, I think I had like a couple, I think it's first base, so I don't know how that whole system works, but I I would say maybe like first, first, second base-ish kind of stuff with Particular girl that I liked, and then yeah, I would guess so. And then I think I had my heart broken by her. Um, and then yeah, I might have to backtrack here and there just to try to as details come back, but let's just stick with the generality. So I was in junior college, and this Alice girl, and um, I was at this point where I was like, screw girls, they're freaking dumb. Like, I don't get them. I don't care. And either they're for me being this insane person who's psychedelic and on this wants to live in this other alternate reality, or they're not. And they can go live their own life. And they have to be willing and able to deal with the freaking crazy that I want to be. And, yeah, I had to be like 99 because I... My bands, the bands that I was in, which had been a big part of my life and identity up to that point, and not school bands, which had also been a huge part of my identity and and love and life growing up. Um, <clears throat> but then in high school, I my what became my very best friends. We had a punk rock band and then also a ska band, um, and that was a ska swing band to take it to the next level of swing that swing era stuff you know I was telling you about bomb girls and the you know that whole era of music and style again very much a part of my aesthetic and love and when I started dating in college this girl Alice and I was like yeah um so it took her out on a date to like a real restaurant, you know, but, and it was my bad friend, you know, and it was, but like, I just, again, just given my experiences, I was like, dude, either it's, it's ride or die. Like I'm not wasting time dating girls that can't handle like the full mission that I'm on. And it is not an easy mission. Like I'm not here to freaking pacify like the freaking I'm not here to just like BS, you know what I'm saying? like freaking ride or die, I'm not wasting time dating girls just to date girls, that was kind of my attitude, like, that became my attitude pretty quick, and thunder, boom, now shakes, um, so many levels, friends. so many levels, keep it straight kid. so this girl, yeah, And, um, I was living in Oklahoma. I was like, screw it. Like I'm going all the way. Like, you know, I met this girl once in the freaking desert. It was dark. I could barely see her. She could barely see me, but we had enough chemistry that I was like, let me get your number. Let's go on a real date. And then I proceed to where like straight up, freaking raver clothes on this date to this nice restaurant, like, not super nice, but, like, alcohol, alcohol <laughs> nice, okay, and, um, Italian restaurant, you know, and, like, I wear freaking raver pants, and in case you haven't, in case you don't know, like, I'll just tell you, friend, like, I was a candy raver, like I went deep into once, so when my bands and I went our separate ways, um, I went the route of like when I went to my first big rave, what they would call a massive back then. Like I had my, I would say coming to Jesus moment, but it was not exactly that. But it was like shoot, like I've been playing these bands, it's been awesome. Like I love my bros back then we had great times, and we made great music, and it was like, I lived, it was great, like, I, I love those memories, for real, like, we had, (laughs) we had times, for sure, um, and then, you know, we, we got older, and we went our separate ways, right, and when I went my separate way, I got, I had been a fan of techno and electronic music, for a number of years and then it was like I went to a rave and it was at this uh, yeah I went to a rave and it was like oh my gosh this is this is some other thing that I haven't been a part of but I've been missing and I want to be in this and I started going to raves consistently every weekend in LA, in Orange County, in San Diego there's underground raves and it was like dude this is and I just got deep into it friend for real like deep into it and my my good buddy Dave and Mark and um Jared and like Jeremy and Ben and you know we had that was like our crew and then we had our other friends like I don't want to call people out but you know it could be anybody's last name <laughs> we'll just do it Alex and like we had our other friends and um ah uh, and so we just were, like, just freaking in it. And uh, so I ended up, so this girl that I met Alice, and, like, I was just like, you know what? She can't deal with this freaking insane part of me. Like, I don't, I'm not like, freaking wasting my time, dude. Like, I'm not wasting a freaking moment with someone that can't handle the insanity, the madness, the madness that I'm willing to go through to figure out whatever the F it is that I'm trying to figure out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't freaking care. Like, if you can't handle this, like, don't even waste my freaking time with a second date. I'm not trying to pretend for a fraction of a moment that I am what I'm not. You know what I'm saying? And so I wore my freaking big ass... <laughs> friend. It's for real. keep it real. Back then, friend, like, when I was deep in it, I was wearing these pants when I'd go partying that were freaking huge like you think bell bottoms are crazy dude look up raver pants back in the day and if um if there was a name for them heck what are they called i don't know i had Jenkos. was the j-n-c-o's look up some j-n-c-o pants back in the day like in the 90s and the 2000s and look up what that looked like and your boy looked freaking dressed in that and candy raver stuff why because it was Freaking on some next level stuff, friend. Like, I used to spend all my money getting to that next level on party favors, okay? Why? Because I wasn't trying to live my whole life in this 3D reality. I Since a young boy, before I got into psychedelics, before I got into medicinals, before I got into any of that, I always felt there was something beyond this reality, and I always Wanted to get there and experience it for myself. And. (gasps) That one shook the door, friend. I I doubt you heard that through the microphone. But that freaking shook the door. That thunder. Dang. Okay. Chills. That one gave me chills. Some real speak right there, friend. I got this girl, got this card. I don't know if you're into X-Men, but I don't don't have any X-Men cards, but I got one. Um, Playing cards, like I used to collect baseball playing cards, but I got one that's an X-Men. And it actually is an X-Woman. It's Storm. And she's freaking all glorious and shiny and holographic. And I found it recently, and I'm going to show a picture of it one day because it's badass it's freaking badass and it's still in this plastic you know protector sleeve and um it's the protector sleeve is so old it's like crumbling it's orange and yellow from like age but the card as far as i can tell is still mint or near mint and i'm gonna you know just i'd say my safe that's how freaking cool this thing is and special and important to me because ability to connect with the elements and some next level stuff that I believe us humans do have the ability to tap into at some level so this so I went on this date with this girl and I knew like I knew it was kind of messed up at some level I had to have known I don't know I don't know maybe I had no clue I was again I was clueless but like I just was like forget like this girl can't handle me being freaking crazy in society like I don't don't waste my time don't waste my freaking time you know I'm not trying to waste any time with any girl that can't be like see me being freaking crazy in public because I have very little respect for society and what it deems acceptable and so I took this girl to this really nice restaurant I was wearing my freaking raver pants and raver get up and I felt bad. I, like part of, I mean now looking back and it's like I feel like a jerk it's like dude that was a messed up thing to do I should have worn this poor girl and I should have res- dressed like what societal norms would dictate would be respectable and I didn't and you know she didn't return my calls after that and you know that's on me Um, then Later, maybe a couple months later, whatever, I started dating this one other girl. And um that girl happened to just call me out of the blue after she hadn't returned my calls for months, right? And uh like, hey, oh yeah, by the way, like, yeah, we went out once upon a long time ago and I've got this um prom and whatnot, and I was wondering if she wanna go out for my prom. I was like oh yeah that sounds awesome but you know I'm seeing this girl sorry and uh, you know that was kind of the last time I talked to that girl Uh, so the girl I happened to be dating you know when I started dating her I just told her straight up right away like look I don't play games like I don't have any tolerance for normal human games (laughs) I don't, and if you want to play them, go elsewhere, and if you want to be with me, I'm going to do things in life, like I'm going to be around a lot of beautiful women, and I'm going to be a professional musician and music producer, and I'm going to rock the world with my music and be around all these beautiful women but i will never cheat on you if you if you're with me like i will never mess around on you and if you're okay with that and you will allow me to do these things to be seen with them and hang out with them and drink and party and do all this insanity but but be true to you then we can continue we can go from here and she was like yes i was like okay and i ended up marrying that girl (laughs) I've been with her for since two thousand and it's twenty twenty two so twenty two years I've been with this girl actually yeah we started dating I think in two thousand or nineteen ninety nine and she was the one she was the one and she is the one still, and I have never messed around on her and I have been around beautiful women professionally good looking Beautiful women, half-naked women, drunk women, partying with these women professionally, getting paid, rocking parties, doing all that my dreams at that time involved. And I stay true to my woman. Why? Because that's who I am. And that's what I'm about. And I had to explore it and discover it and experience it firsthand because that was part of my life journey. Okay? That was part of what I was trying to figure out for myself. And I had to explore it. And part of that challenge in my early career was when I was a music teacher and teaching children and trying to understand how can I be doing these things and partying and then still be responsible and respectable and and keep these kids on the straight and narrow. I'm not trying to promote this to kids. You understand? And what's happening now in the world is not that. There are people who are actively trying to promote this kind of stuff to kids. And I I want to just go on the record as saying wholeheartedly that I'm against that. That kids need to be kids. And we need to protect our children. And we need to protect each other's children. You understand? And whether you're gay or straight or L-M-N-O-G, P-O-T-Q, whatever the F, like, that's not the point. I don't care, whatever you are, okay? What I do care about is that kids need not be sexualized at any, in any way. That is not for children, okay? That And am I preaching? I guess I am. I'm going to preach to you. And I rarely, rarely do that, or at least I consciously rarely do that in this podcast. I try very, very hard to not do that. And I try to very conscientiously be aware of that because it's important to me, okay? And if you listen to all the episodes, I hope that you pick that up, that I am truly, genuinely conscientious about not being preachy and trying to be honest with what I do and say. And I acknowledge I may be preachy in this moment. I may be on a soapbox. I have been drinking Grey Goose for I don't know how long this evening, and I've been sharing some very deep personal stuff with you, friend, slower, okay? <sighs> I don't know if I have any vodka less in this shot, it's dark in here, it's getting late, I'm pretty buzzed, it's almost 12, which is my cutoff time, gosh darn it, <sighs> pretty buzzed. And I want to do jiu-jitsu tomorrow. I don't want to get anybody sick. I'm feeling pretty healthy and over it. I haven't taken any kind of ridiculous tests. Oh, ridiculous tests. Winston, oh my gosh, how could you say that? Oh, I said that. Should I be playing the game? Should I be pretending that I'm worried about what that test may reveal? Mm, Friend, come on, come on. Where are we at? Where we at in this game? Two years deep in two two weeks, flattening the curve. Come on, friend. Did I did I seem to you the game player. Yes and no. The games I play are confusing even to me at times. They're very deep, friends. There are many layers to these games. Speaking of which, unrelated, completely unrelated. I'm publishing some books soon about heart health. Yes, completely ungame related. Interesting. Yeah, friend. Can you imagine your boy Winston has a doctor uh, publishing a book that uh, articles of a adult- doctor? You can go either, because I haven't published a book yet, but you could even go to findyourflow.com and look at the blog posts on heart health. Yeah wonder why why Winston the finder flow guy witness would go ahead and go through all so much trouble to publish articles and a book on heart health given the climate of 2022 no games being played there right friend what's going on in within the first 10 pages of the book you may notice that completely unrelated to any games that may be being played, there is a coupon code for supplements, heart health supplements, stress release supplements, completely unrelated to any games that may be being played on any level at any time. Heart health is an important consideration given that it's the number one killer for Americans, heart disease. Did you know that? Did you know that heart disease the number one killer? It's crazy. Because, I mean, you hear all the time in the mainstream, totally reliable media about how we should watch our our diet and get more exercise and get more vitamin D sunlight and all that good stuff, right? I mean, that's what they talk about all the time. Like, gosh, Heart disease is the number one killer. Stop smoking cigarettes. Stop, you know, sitting on the couch and doing unhealthy things. You should be out there exercising and stop eating fast food, right? I mean, they care about us, don't they? So of course that's what they're they're promoting. Your boy Winston's out here shilling for uh, Find Your Flow brands. <laughs> Find Your Flow brand heart supplements. <laughs> Oh, friends, the games we play, the games we play. One of the big lessons that your boy has gone through in life multiple times. I've had to learn this lesson multiple times. I hope I'm learning it right. We'll see. It's learning to play the game. And many painful reiterations of this lesson. We'll see how well do I play it this time around. So the book will be called, I think, I haven't published it, so it's not fully done, but I'm thinking it's going to be called Heart Health. Um, No, that's not it. How to Heal Your Heart Naturally. How to Heal Heart Disease Naturally. I believe that is the title, How to Heal Heart Disease Naturally by Dr. Loy. You can see the articles on finderflow.com. Go to the blog and search heart and you should be able to see the articles there. And then I will be publishing those articles as a book available in Amazon. I would appreciate a positive review. Friend, if you're feeling that anything I've said has resonated with you, I would deeply appreciate a review of the book, five-star review. And we can push this cause forward. And you may be wondering, is Winston a show? Is he paid opposition? No, friend. Do you have to believe me? No. Could I be lying? Sure. But again, go back and listen to the last six or eight years, however long i have been doing this in podcasts. I think you'll get a decent sense. And I think you can trust your intuition, friend. I hope you please, for the love of all things in this world and beyond, and God, if you believe in it, that uh, you can trust your intuition and go with it and and trust it. Believe in yourself, friend, you're here at this time in history for a reason. It is not by accident. You are here to do important things. You don't listen to an hour plus of podcasts of some drunk dude rambling about madness to for no freaking reason. Do you understand? You are significant. What you are doing here is beyond significance. This is universal. This is biblical, dare I say. We're in it for the species. One of my favorite quotes from a movie Starship Troopers, which was a big one growing up in my late teens with those boys dude in the group gangs, the freaking band. My boys got freaking tattoos. They got cut after watching that movie. They quit their jobs after watching a movie called Office Space. Legit, for real, those movies impacted our freaking lives, friend, you know, you feel me, do you know what I'm saying, in the 90s, for real, <sighs> all right, it's late, I gotta use the restroom, I should probably get to bed, I don't have any hope of making jujitsu tomorrow, this particular shot of vodka is empty, and if I refill, that's a whole another some it's a different direction. I think at this point. So, so let's do. Let's call the night. What do you say? I appreciate you, friend. It's been real. If this resonates with you, if you think there's anyone out there in your world that would appreciate any of this madness, please share it. I haven't done any paid promotions of this. And it's been, it's, <laughs> last story, was it? yeah, we got one minute left before midnight, last story, all right, once upon a time ago, when I started blogging for findyourflow.com, I started getting all these opt-ins to, you know, I had, like, hey, put in your email for this cool thing, and, like, people started joining the mailing list, and it was awesome, and it was, like, I started getting like a few a day it's like oh my gosh so cool and I started getting like a dozen a day it's like oh my gosh this is amazing and I started getting hundreds a day it's like wait a minute (laughs) what the heck is going on here and I started getting like a thousand a day it's like dude this is nuts like people this is so cool right and I couldn't tell if I was like a miracle worker or if I was getting hacked by robots and I started blogging like are you all robots following me or just like real people and, you know, spam bots. And um, I, I'm pretty sure most of it was spam bots, to be honest, but it's the same kind of thing with this podcast. Sometimes it's like, dude, I just talk in this microphone. I hope it's real people listening on the end other end. I know there's real people listening on the other end, but I also know that there's like perhaps some of these downloads, that I think I'm getting our AI, right, or bots or whatever. And the podcast has grown. So there's a part of me that wants to believe it's all real but there's part of me that knows like part of it is ai bots and not all of these numbers are real when i shifted the podcast over to this platform uh almost a year ago actually over a year ago now it jumped up significantly because the tracking system i had for the last platform was like not good And then it bumped up significantly. And then it went up to where it's like, I was getting thousands of downloads a month. Oh my gosh, how amazing. And it was like, oh my gosh, 5,000 a month. Oh my gosh. And then after, excuse me, after a certain amount of time, it was like, I hit 10,000 downloads a month. Like, is this AI? Is this spam bots? I don't know. Um, Some of it probably is, but some of it's got to be just real people out there resonating and sharing it with their friends because I haven't spent any money again, to promote this or advertise this. It's all word of mouth. It's all just like social media. And um, and then there's a certain point where actually last month or two months ago, I hit 20000 downloads in a month. It's like, dude, that's freaking nuts. <laughs> like that's a lot of downloads. I, what am I even saying? Sometimes it's like, I hope I'm saying things that are good and true to the best of my ability. They don't always have to be I don't know, like I just want to do the best I can for you and for all of us, for for the species, Starship Troopers, NPH. we're in it for the species at this point, friend, like we can't all understand or agree what that is, what that really means, but those of us who can, hopefully that resonates and you understand where I'm coming from, what I'm saying to you, I want you to be strong and there's those of us that do know what's going on, and I know I get asked this, and so I guess I'll say that. Like, I, I've had people ask me because they kind of respect my my knowledge and experience and uh, whatnot. And so I'll say, if you have any respect or you're just wondering for an extra perspective, um, and you've listened to my show so you understand that I do try my best to be as honest as I possibly can, whether it's accurate or not, <laughs> to the best of my ability. I believe I'm being as accurate as possible. I do understand and believe that we are in um, the end times, if you will, and that these are biblical times and we are here for a reason, you and I, and that you've made it this far for a very good reason. And that you have a big purpose here in this reality, in this timeline, and that we can do this together. and We can shift some massive stuff. So I appreciate you sincerely, friend, from the bottom of my heart. Until next time, my friend. defaulting.